Hello and welcome to this very special episode of History with Jackson. And in today's episode, we will be looking at the life of Queen Elizabeth II. Due to the events of this week, I thought that it'd be nice to look at, recognise and celebrate the life of Queen Elizabeth II. Hence why we're making that jump from Lady Jane Grey through the Tudors, through the Stuarts, through the Georgians, Victorian period, right down to Elizabeth II. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. So who was Queen Elizabeth II? Queen Elizabeth II was born Princess Elizabeth Alexandra Mary on the 21st of April 1926. She was born in Mayfair, London to Prince Albert, Duke of York and Elizabeth, Duchess of York. Her father was the second son of King George V, therefore it was assumed that Elizabeth would never succeed to the throne. As a child she was known as a lovely and well-behaved child and as an adult, as queen and as princess, she was also known for having a great sense of humour and a sense of duty. So what was Elizabeth's early pre-reign life like? Now as a young girl she had a love of animals, specifically horses and dogs, a love that continued throughout her life. And as a young girl she became the darling of the British press. Now in 1936 her grandfather King George V passed away and her uncle King Edward succeeded to the throne. Now we will look at King Edward's reign uh, in, a, in a few weeks and months but barely a year later King Edward advocated in favour of Elizabeth's father Prince Albert who took the title King George VI for continuity. And she was immediately thrust into the position of being heir apparent. Elizabeth's mother felt that Elizabeth should receive the education fit for the heir of the throne. Elizabeth was given lessons in constitutional history, British history and several languages. There was also a special girl guide group or company set up at Buckingham Palace so that the future Queen, Queen Elizabeth, could interact and socialise with girls of her own age. This company was later resurrected for Princess Anne. In 1939, Europe descended into war with the advent of World War II. The princesses, Elizabeth and her sister Margaret, were whisked away to safety from London and taken to Balmoral, Sandringham and Windsor. Here, their sense of duty shone through, as Elizabeth did a radio broadcast out to all the evacuated children. They raised money for the troops. And Elizabeth would later join the armed forces herself in the auxiliary unit as a driver and mechanic. At this time, not only did Elizabeth get involved with the armed forces and public life, she started to take on more royal duties as she joined as a councillor of state to help her father, should her father ever be incapacitated during the war. In 
And at the end of the war, Elizabeth and her sister Margaret mingled with the crowds unrecognised, celebrating the victory and the end of World War II. Throughout the war, Elizabeth exchanged letters with Prince Philip of Denmark and Greece, and they developed a relationship during this period. And after a royal tour of South Africa in 1947, it was announced that Philip and Elizabeth were engaged. Philip had to renounce his royal titles and had to convert from orthodoxy to Anglicanism. He was also bestowed the title of His Royal Highness by his father-in-law, King George VI. These were moves to help integrate Philip into the royal family and British aristocratic life. And in October 1947, Queen Elizabeth, or Princess Elizabeth at that time, and Prince Philip married at Westminster Abbey. And a year later, Elizabeth gave birth to her first child, Prince Charles, now King Charles III. Two years after the birth of Prince Charles, Elizabeth gave birth to her only daughter, Princess Anne. And around this time, Elizabeth started to take a more active role in royal duties to help compensate for the ill health of her father, the king. And whilst on a tour of the Commonwealth in Kenya in February 1952, the news reached Elizabeth that her father had died and that she was now the Queen. So what was Elizabeth's reign like? Now, Elizabeth came to the throne at the very young age of 25, and she would go on to reign for 70 years. Now, her coronation at Westminster Abbey in June 1952 was the first coronation to be broadcast on television. Queen Elizabeth started her reign in her trademark, high-energy and devoted way, with a world tour. And she toured Commonwealth and non-Commonwealth nations, meeting a wide variety of people. Between the tours, visits, banquets and events, Elizabeth and Philip welcomed two more children in 1960 and 1964, respectively, with the births of Prince Andrew and Prince Edward. Four years after the birth of Prince Edward, Elizabeth would also invest her eldest son, Prince Charles, as the Prince of Wales. During the 1970s, Queen Elizabeth would face several political controversies. With the rise of republicanism in Australia and Canada and the acceleration of decolonisation in Africa. She ensured that she was well knowledgeable and well versed in these topics so that she could speak competently with any politician who spoke to her about these matters. And in 1979, Queen Elizabeth was struck by personal tragedy with the assassination of Lord Mountbatten in Ireland by the IRA. 1979 also marked the beginning of a respectable but tense relationship between the new Prime Minister, Margaret Thatcher, and the Queen. The press often sought to exaggerate the tension between the two, with a report emerging stating that the Queen felt 
Thatcher to be uncaring, confrontational and divisive after Thatcher's refusal to issue sanctions on South Africa due to apartheid. Despite these issues and these tensions, at the end of Thatcher's premiership, she was still awarded membership to the Order of the Garter and the Order of the Merit by Queen Elizabeth II. And Elizabeth II attended Thatcher's birthday parties in later years as well. In the 1980s, Queen Elizabeth continued to tour in her trademark style, visiting Commonwealth countries and non-Commonwealth countries again. She also famously visited China within this period. Towards the end of the 1980s and the beginning of the 1990s, the press began to circle the royal family. And in 1992, the Queen had, as she described, her annus horribilis, her, her bad year, her horrible year. As there were a series of events that stuck out and made this a really difficult year for the Queen. Firstly, the press fueled anti-monarchist sentiments by publishing estimations of the royal family's net worth. Secondly, there was the divorce of two of her children, Princess Anne's divorce and Prince Andrew's. There was also the very public separation between Prince Charles, King Charles III, and his ex-wife, Princess Diana of Wales. Furthermore, within this same year, the Sun newspaper leaked the Queen's Christmas address and Windsor Castle caught fire. Whilst 1992 was the Queen's annus horribilis, the rest of the 90s followed in a similar vein, with it being a very difficult decade for the monarchy. And Queen Elizabeth II had to weather these controversies, and she did much of this with Prince Philip by her side. One of the most difficult events for the monarchy within the 90s was the divorce of Prince Charles, King Charles III and Princess Diana of Wales, and Diana's subsequent death. Prince Philip and Queen Elizabeth II protected their grandchildren, Prince William, and Harry throughout the days after Diana's death. They protected them from the press and they allowed them to grieve in private. However, despite their protection of the two young princes, they still came under fire and they were criticised for not bringing down the flag at, the flag at Buckingham Palace to half-mast. The Queen also made a public address the day before Diana's funeral, which helped quell some of the public discontent. Whilst the 90s were a difficult decade for Queen Elizabeth II, the beginning of the 2000s was very difficult for her personally. In the year of her Golden Jubilee in 2002, both her sister, Princess Margaret, and her mother, Queen's mother, Elizabeth, passed away, which made for a very difficult time for the Queen. But the Golden Jubilee helped restore 
some of the shine to the monarchy as the events were more widely celebrated than anybody could have imagined. Yet again, in the 2000s and the early 2010s, the Queen continued with her trademark energy and devotion to her public duties as she yet again began to tour, visiting non-Commonwealth non countries and Commonwealth countries yet again, famously giving speeches to the UN and making her first, the first British monarch's state visit to the Republic of Ireland. She also took a very active role in the opening ceremonies of the 2012 Olympic Games, famously appearing in a sketch skit with Daniel Craig uh, and being one of the most memorable Bond girls, as someone said, at the 2013 BAFTA Awards. 2012 also saw the Queen celebrate her Diamond Jubilee and she showed the same devotion to her public duties. But later, in the same decade, we start to see the handover process begin, with Prince Charles taking on the role as the head of the Commonwealth, and younger family members taking on more active roles in royal duties, with Queen Consort Camilla, then the Duchess of Cornwall, and Prince William, the Duke of Cornwall and the now Duchess of Cornwall, Kate Middleton, appearing at more and more events, banquets and touring Commonwealth countries. At this time, Prince Philip also retired. The last years of Queen Elizabeth II's reign are events that are still fresh in many memories. As Covid struck in 2020. Queen Elizabeth II and her husband Prince Philip isolated together during the lockdowns in Windsor Castle and the Queen began to slow down her public appearances but nonetheless during the lockdowns during the Covid period she still gave an address to the nation telling everyone that we will meet again channeling the spirits of her father's addresses during World War II. In April 2021, Queen Elizabeth II was struck by great personal tragedy with the death of her husband, Prince Philip. Queen Elizabeth stated that his death left a huge void in her life. But after his death, she still showed the same devotion to her duties. The duties that she attended in the aftermath of Philip's death with the state opening of Parliament and celebrating the work of the NHS during COVID. Queen Elizabeth II was always described as being in robust health. But in the later half of 2021, she began to publicly use a walking stick. And during her Platinum Jubilee celebrations at the beginning of 2022, she was less present than she had been at previous celebrations. She was clearly winding down her appearances and role in royal duties. During this period as well, she also caught COVID. However, she continued to take part in her core duties, accepting the resignation of Boris Johnson and inviting the new 
Conservative leader Liz Truss to form a government. Now, I'm sure the following events are very fresh and raw for some listeners, but hopefully they provide some context to future listeners and watchers. During the summer of 2022, the Queen decided to go to Balmoral, where she has her summers. From here, she decided to conduct her business remotely or either have people come to her at Balmoral to allow her to complete her royal duties. One of these roles was inviting Liz Truss to form a government, and she did this on the 6th of September 2022. The following day, Queen Elizabeth II was supposed to hold a event remotely where she spoke to the new members of the Privy Council. Unfortunately, this event was rearranged as the Queen was too tired and advised to rest by her medical team. On the morning of the 8th of September, Buckingham Palace issued a statement saying that the Queen was under medical supervision, but that she was comfortable. This statement prompted speculation about the Queen's health, as family members rushed to Balmoral to be with her. And on the afternoon of September the 8th, Queen Elizabeth II passed away, leaving her eldest child, her eldest son, Prince Charles, Prince of Wales, as her successor. And he assumed the throne as King Charles III. Currently, at the time of recording, Operation Unicorn and Operation London Bridge and Operation Spring Tide are in place. These operations are outlining the events and being followed as to what to do with the Queen, uh, where she is laid in state, and the preparations for her funeral, which at this point are unconfirmed. And they all also hold plans for the ascension of Charles. Elizabeth II was a fantastic monarch. Um, at this point, you know, I've I've only ever experienced Queen Elizabeth II. Um, I think she, whilst in her sometimes she's had to weather controversies, I think she has been an outstanding model, role model for young women and young people everywhere. I think she's done a lot of charity work that has set in motion a lot of good work. Um, obviously, everyone here is, is thinking of a family at this difficult time, and we wish King Charles III the best. Thank you very much for watching, guys. I'm not going to promote any links or anything. Um, you know, rest in peace to Elizabeth, and... Good wishes to King Charles III. Thank you very much for watching.